What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are back and better than ever here at the Cape League Podcast. We took some time off to get caught up and restructure how we're going to do things going forward. What we've decided to do until the next Cape League game start is provide you with different seasons of the show. The first season is going to be centered around media members. We have some big local and national names lined up and we'll be bringing you exclusive interviews around how the Cape League helped them get to where they are today. Our first guest is Jen McCaffrey. Jen is a staff writer for The Athletic covering the Boston Red Sox. Prior to joining The Athletic, she also spent four years as a Red Sox reporter for MassLive.com and three years as a sports reporter for the Cape Cod Times covering the Cape League. We did have some, te- uh, some technical difficulties with the recording, so to kick off the season, we'll be bringing you the second half of that interview where Jen talks about her move to The Athletic and also discussing her favorite story that she's written so far in her career. But let's get right into it. Here she is, Jen McCaffrey. You're at The Athletic now, and I'm a huge fan of The, of the Athletic. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a subscriber. I read, I read all the stuff on there. I mean, the entire team, not even just for the Red Sox, just for everybody, is pretty, pretty um, impressive. It's an impressive uh, group of people they have over there. But what, what drew you to um, make the change over to The Athletic? Yeah, so, so yeah, I'd been at Mass Live, um, and The Athletic was just started to sort of get underway. Um, I think Ken Rosenthal joined in, like, the fall of 2017, and that was sort of the big, um, oh, wow, like, Ken's making this move, and obviously everybody knows who Ken is. Um, so that kind of, like, drew my attention, um, I think, like a lot of people, to The Athletic and more of, like, what what is this? And had started to hear that they were going to be um, expanding into every city um, and, you know, a lot of uh, other colleagues around, you know, the country were starting to join and, and people that I respected and really, you know, appreciated their writing and their, their, their work. Um, so, yeah, it sort of, um, I have, I had, was working at Mass Live, but um, had been looking to try to get to um, just another step in my career, maybe somewhere that I could work on, you know, um, longer, deeper reported articles um, more regularly. And I was able to do a little bit of that at Mass Live, um, but uh, not as as much as I wanted to, I guess. Um, so I was just looking for something different. And, um, and yeah, I had seen, you know, a lot of people making the jump to the athletic and it seemed pretty intriguing. And that was their whole bread and butter was that it was a subscription site. Um, but that they would kind of delve deeper into things and cover, try to cover teams differently. Um, so it was definitely, you know, a risk and are people gonna, you know, um, want to do this or, um, or want to subscribe or, or be interested in, in this kind of coverage. Um, and I, um, yeah, again, had heard a bunch of people. So I, I think I, um, I think I initially like sent like one email to an editor um, but knew they were growing really rapidly and um, like figured I would just kind of get pushed off to the side and didn't hear for a while. And then like randomly, like weeks later, um, I had actually been applying for a few other openings, like a different covering different teams across the country um, and got an email back from from the editor, at, the main editor at The Athletic or the hiring editor, I guess. And had <laughs> found out that I was interviewing at some of these places and was just like, oh, we'd, we'd like to kind of like um chat with you and um yeah it ended up um you know it being a really great conversation and um a few phone calls later and and they started their boston site and then then that's kind of how i joined so it was um really awesome and really exciting and yeah terrifying um because i was wasn't sure if you know i was going to be able to pull off um 
you know, what they wanted, um, but then found out that they were also hiring Chad Jennings, who I had gotten to know really well, too, because he had been covering the Red Sox for the, the Boston Herald. Um, so, yeah, it was just really awesome um, to be able to, to join something like that. And, um, yeah, so far, so far, so good. Um, hopefully they, they still like my work. And, um, and it's been it's been good for the past few years and hopefully it'll it'll stay that way for a while. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it's paid off. That's for sure. And, um, you know, we, we definitely love the content you're producing for them. It's, it's definitely awesome. But, um, you know, one thing I was kind of curious about now, especially with the, the interesting times we're living in is, you know, has COVID kind of impacted the way that you go about doing your job? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's completely changed just um, a lot of different things. I mean, we don't have any in-person access the whole season. We didn't to to the players. I mean, normally we'd have, you know, an hour before the game to catch up with them or track them down in the clubhouse. Um, and then we'd have a session with the manager um, after that around, you know, four o'clock. And then we'd have time, maybe another hour um, on the field um, after uh, or during batting practice and try to catch players as they're coming off from batting practice. And then after the game, we'd have, you know, another, you know, half hour, 45 minutes in the clubhouse. So, um, not having any of that uh, really just kind of changed how um, we had to approach writing our stories. Everything, all the interviews were done via Zoom um, and kind of in group kind of basically uh, press conference style um, calls. So trying to find different angles from basically the same material that everybody was using was a challenge. Um, and, you know, we had the opportunity here and there to try to um, – get players like on the phone but it wasn't super frequent or or easy really um to have to get that set up through the pr staff and it would take a couple you know a couple days and you know have work around their schedules and when they could come to the park and whatnot so yeah and even just not being able to talk to the coaches and ask them about different things or you know see Heim bloom down in the field and you know ask him or pull him aside to, to chat about different things here and there it's um, it was really, it was a really interesting year in trying to figure out how to write all this stuff for, um, for the readers that we knew were, you know, craving sports, having not had sports for several months in the beginning, and also just trying to give them something different because we knew that they were, um, you know, subscribing to The Athletic. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely an interesting challenge this year. Um, to, to try to to try to work around that, and we don't really know what the you know the next few. Well, I don't think there's going to be winter. There's almost definitely not going to be winter meetings, mm -hmm. and honestly, don't really know what spring training is going to look like, um, yeah. or even the beginning of next year if this virus is even going to be fully contained by then. Um, I don't yeah. think anybody knows, but like how that'll how that'll affect all of next year. So yeah, um, still just trying to figure things out, you know, day to day. But it definitely was the most different year of covering the team than it can't compare really to the previous years at all yeah I mean I, I can imagine and it's glad that you're still safe and healthy I mean that's crazy especially with all the traveling and stuff but you know something else that was kind of interesting this year was just I mean obviously it was a down year for the Red Sox um, and you've you know been covering the team through the through good years and bad years you know is it is it a lot harder to write about the team when they're not having a good season yes and no I mean I think um you know, you don't necessarily, from like my perspective, just kind of as a reporter, don't necessarily um, care if they win or lose one way or another, but do find that it just, you know, teams that are 
awful uh like this year the fan base is just so miserable that it <laughs> um everything just becomes so dramatic and um and obviously they you know should be frustrated for sure this was an awful season and you know they could have um been better for a variety of reasons and you know understand the Mookie Betts stuff and everything you know so fans mm -hmm. should be mad but um when they are angry they seem to kind of take it out on you more and so it kind of just makes things a little more difficult uh whether it's on Twitter or you know in the comments or you know it never seems like they, anything can be uh anything you write is ever you know uh they don't want to read anything or you know just don't they're just miserable all the time so um yeah, I, I don't know. And, you know, when they're, when they're winning, you know, there's, uh, it's also sort of similar. It always feels like, you know, the, there's, a, you know, until they actually win the World Series, it always feels like there's something uh, being picked apart or pulled apart or, you know, people stressing out or um, that kind of thing, which, yeah, I guess is good, good for, for business if people are, you know, wanting to dissect every little thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe they're a little happier or a little more excited when the team is doing better um, as opposed to when, when they're in a really rough stretch stretch like this and people have sort of given up on the team and are miserable and don't really want to, don't really want to even read about it or, uh, or care. So it definitely adds a, a different um, challenge to, to covering the team when, when they're not doing well, because you can't just write about, you know, the guy who's doing good and what he did fixed with the swing and, you know, the, the hitting streak that he's on or the pitcher that's, you know, performing well, it's people after a while, people don't want to read the same story about the team being awful and the, and the pitcher, you know, you know, being awful every single night. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel that definitely a tough season, but I'm, I got faith in us that we're going to bounce back next year. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you was just, throughout your whole career, obviously done a lot of writing, you know, was there any stories that have like really stood out to you or something that you were just really proud that you wrote or just maybe just kind of stands out more than other ones? Yeah. So I guess one of the, one of the stories that stands out that I think of um, whenever someone like asks, uh, asks this question is like when I was really early on in the beat, um, Mookie Betts had just gotten called up um, in 2014. Basically, when I when I started covering the team, he had just gotten called up, um, and he was it was a big deal, and he had a tremendous um, like run through the minors in the in early 2014. But people, he was still a fifth round pick, and people didn't really know exactly who he was. And he was small, and he was fast and good, but like it just was like, who is this guy? Um, and kind of like, where did he come from? So he had that pretty good 2014 season. Um, and then 2015 was like, you know, getting even better. And you could tell like this guy's going to be something. So I remember um, pitching an idea to my mass live editor of like, what if um, the Red Sox were going to be going to on a road trip to Kansas City and Atlanta. And I knew Mookie was from Nashville and no one would really done like a backstory about like Mookie's upbringing or like who he was. So I, I pitched like, what if I go to Nashville for a couple days first and then go on the rest of this road trip um, and kind of like tack it on. Um, so basically got that approved and uh, obviously had to pass this all by Mookie. So I remember uh, just kind of, you know, pitching the idea to him and he was sure he, you know, again, nobody really knew him back then. So he was very, you know, easygoing and open for anything and um, kind of introduced me to his, his parents and a couple of his best friends that he's really close with and sort of set me up with them. Um, and I, I, yeah, I flew down there. 
I um, went to like his high school and met a bunch of his high school coaches um, and, and kind of hung out for the day with his, like his two of his best friends and kind of, they took me around the town. He's from Brentwood. Um, so like just outside of Nashville um, and just, yeah, really got to know um, his upbringing and, and met up with his parents and went to their house um, and just kind of sat down with them for a while. Um, and had some like video components of it too. I was like very amateur uh, trying to trying to get some video uh, interviews down too. Um, but it was mainly like a print story um, and, and wrote like this big story just about like who he was and, and kind of where he came from and how he's, you know, how he was, he's pegged to be like the franchise cornerstone and obviously all, we all know what he became. Um, and where he is now but uh, but yeah it was uh it was a really interesting experience because I hadn't really ever done anything like that deeply reported before um and to just kind of pull it all together uh was was pretty neat uh so yeah that's probably one that sticks out yeah that was that was a good article I remember that one that was awesome um but yeah I mean Jen that was we really appreciate you coming on um uh, we love your work please keep writing because we just we want to keep reading it um but yeah that was awesome and we really appreciate it and next time you're hopefully next summer if we have a cape lead we'd love to see you down there sometime yeah absolutely i'd love to love to come back uh and check out some games so thanks for having me that wraps up our episode with Jen McCaffrey. Keep an eye out for our episode next week where I'm joined by former Wareham Gateman, former MLB player and current analyst for ESPN and Marquee Sports Network, Doug Glanville. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest updates. And otherwise, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.